Welcome to the St. Michael Advent podcast series. My name is Greg Pickens, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Advent is Beyond the Signs. God's amazing love is fulfilled through Jesus Christ, and there are divine signs pointing to him all around us. As the prophet Isaiah says, The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. A reading from Isaiah chapter 3, verses 18 through 15. For Jerusalem has stumbled and Judah has fallen, because their speech and their deeds are against the Lord, defying his glorious presence. The look on their faces bears witness against them. They proclaim their sin like Sodom. They do not hide it. Woe to them! For they have brought evil on themselves. Tell the innocent how fortunate they are, for they shall eat the fruit of their labors. Woe to the guilty, how fortunate they are, for what their hands have done shall be done to them. My people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. O my people, your leaders mislead you and confuse the course of your paths. The Lord rises to argue his case. He stands to judge the peoples. The Lord enters into judgment with the elders and princes of his people. It is you who have devoured the vineyard. The spoil of the poor is in your houses. What do you mean by crushing my people, by grinding the face of the poor, says the Lord God of hosts? Here ends the reading. I will grant that Isaiah is an acquired taste, especially after that reading. But in his defense, he lived in an extremely turbulent time. The very fabric of his society had been damaged, and it must have felt like everything was going against his country. His part of the Promised Land had absolutely no protection. One can fairly feel the heartbreak pouring out from the prophet as Isaiah seeks the reasons for the carnage that was set upon the country. Most agree that Isaiah wrote this portion of his letter in response to a war between local tribes and Syria. It's complicated, but know that Isaiah's king was forced to ask Assyria, the most powerful nation at the time, for military support so his nation could survive. But the help was not cheap. Assyria always needed vast amounts of treasure and people, and it wouldn't take long for Isaiah's country to be seen as a source of both. In the end, Assyria invaded and Isaiah was witness to the carnage. It was tragic. We needed to spend time in history because it is the foundation of Isaiah's writing. The reoccurring question throughout this book of Isaiah is, how could God's chosen people put their trust in anyone other than the Lord? What makes this portion of Isaiah so valuable is that the story shows the decline of a nation when its people lose their tether to the spiritual reality of the Almighty. Israel was special. It was a nation called out of Egyptian slavery. God had led the former slaves through the desert, through the Red Sea, 
through countless battles, all the while forming them into a community of faith. God helped the people to see that there was peace and goodwill to be found in worshiping the one true God, that minding one's own business, not being interested in nation-building, helping others. These were all the traits that made for a life of tranquility, for a people and for a nation. But the kings in the time of Isaiah didn't have the spiritual wherewithal to rely on the Lord. When it came to disputes with other nations, these kings began to form alliances with each other rather than rely on the Lord. And this was so strange because these same people had a whole history of instances well told among the old-timers of God's mighty hand being ready to defend. It's easy to dismiss these people until we turn our attention to our own lives. We too are a people who have witnessed the love and grace of our Lord over and again, and yet, like our spiritual ancestors, it's quite possible for us to believe we can handle anything on our own. No matter what comes our way, we can catch ourselves beginning to make our own plans rather than spending some time in prayer, asking our Lord for peace and to show us a way forward. This Advent, may we all heed the lessons found in Isaiah's writing. May we be a people rededicated to prayer and waiting upon the Lord. Let us tend to the troubles that come our way, but most importantly, set our eyes beyond whatever has us caught up in worry and doubt, and focus upon the renewal of our faith and hope in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness, and put on the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.